Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Blog Talk Radio. Hey you guys and welcome to the Steel Wars call-in show. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars and for the next 90 minutes or so we'll be talking the week's Star Wars news and taking your Skypes and phone calls with whatever you'd like to chat about in that marvellous world, a little galaxy. You know when it was, it was ages ago. Or so I've read. Now, our co-host today is a great pal of mine. I uh, share the desk with him once in a while on Making Star Wars. Now this is podcasting. And he is a rogue rebel. Welcome back to the show, Sal Perales. What's going on, my man? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Thanks for being had. Thanks for being had. (laughs) Now, I should point out, if you are listening live, we've got the, the chat room going on Blog Talk Radio, and uh, there's a few crew in there. King Tom's in there, as normal, and normally uh, loads up as the uh, show gets going. And if you want to get on hold to uh, chat, and there's so much to talk about. We've got the premiere double episode of Star Wars Rebels, that untitled yeah. Han Solo film is just that little bit less untitled. That it was titled all along. We just didn't know it, you guys. And uh, yeah, there's there's a ton of there's always so much stuff, and you never know what it's going to be next week, Sal. I've noticed, and I've been a bit engaged on uh, this on Twitter. There's uh, the hashtag of the day is hashtag SWRepMatters, where uh, passionate fans are putting forward their case for diversity of all types in the Star Wars universe. Now, Sal, I have noticed in my dealings with you, and I've had a few dealings, that um, Mm -hmm. you like to um, dress up a little bit, get into character of uh, some of these uh, people that we we read and, and watch in the Star Wars universe. Now, Explain to me, like, a character getting introduced like Kane and Jarrus as a fan. You know, how did that affect you? <laughs> if you want, I'll give you the real story. This is pretty crazy. Don't, don't bring me any not real stories. This is, this is the real talk here. <laughs> no, no fake news for you. This isn't none, that fake news dribble you record down in Costa Mesa, buddy. I'm going to hit you with some facts right now. I've been doing... Quinlan Voss for a while, which is like another one of my favorite characters. Also, you know, it's just one of these days you open up a comic book and you're like, there's a guy that looks like me, except like ridiculously buff, but you know, I can imagine. <laughs> you know, it's a comic book. Everybody looks like that, right? 
So it's like, when, uh, it's like when Homer Simpson looks in the mirror and his muscles start dancing. Exactly like that. Laura, he's like, hello, Mr. President. <laughs> so I, at that time, uh, Clone Wars had just ended and they had just announced the last, the lost missions were coming to Netflix. And we were lucky enough through Saber Guild, our fan club, to be able to go up to Lucasfilm for a screening. Mm-hmm. And it was a real, like, you know, what I thought then to be like a once in a lifetime opportunity. Oh my gosh, like, this is so cool. And it still is, but I just thought it was never going to happen again. Um, what did you do last so week? So we went up. Yeah, I went up to Lucasfilm. It was bomb. Yeah, it was yeah, just okay. as once cool. In once in a lifetime. <laughs> it's great. It's so cool. Uh, <laughs> so I went up there and we dressed as our characters. Like, we went up there. I was Quinlan Voss. My wife was Ayla Secura. And it was like really, really cool. And we were talking to people there. And at the time, those uh, like meet came in, meet Hera, meet Sabi- like those little videos had just dropped and Rebels had been announced. And we were starting to like see the little characters and they were sort of going through them. And it was really cool because even from those little tidbits, you were getting a lot of like what the character in the show was going to be about. They were like, hey, this one's like the leader. He's like, he's not really a Jedi anymore. He kind of just slings a gun and he's trying to help people, but. You know, he kind of put down the lightsaber a long time ago, but now he's got to pick it up again. Hey, this is just a kid that lives on the street, blah, 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 blah. And at the time, Liz was real like, oh, my God, like she had the Sabine haircut and everything. So she was like, "That's I could totally do that. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, go for it. And then they released Ezra's and it looked just like Axel. And I was like, oh, my God, like, that's really, really cool. And then she's like, you could do Kanan. And I was like, nah. And then she's like, and then Lizzie can do Hera, I guess, you know, because there's another girl. And me and Lizzie were like, eh. But she was telling everybody over there, and they were like, wow, that's like really cool. And then they were showing pictures around, and they were like, oh my God, he does look like Ezra. <laughs> and then they were like, if you, yeah, you guys should totally do that. And then I was like, all right, I guess we'll do that. So we did it. And it was really, really cool. But, you know, four years down the line, I remember one of the first panels we went to, dude, was like, we came out, and Filoni's like, I, I hope you guys like the show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because like, the show hasn't even come out yet. We were going to like the first panel of the show, and he's like, "This is really cool." You know, I just hope you guys are, cool. you know, hope everything works out. You know, four years down the line, and it's like, like my daughter now has a Star Wars podcast. My daughter completely identifies. Obviously, we switch characters along the line as we watch the show, and we're like, "Hey, this is more our family dynamic." You know, like it's become a real big part of our family and life and everything. And I now really like Kanan. Like, I think he's a really cool character. My daughter really identifies with Sabine. And, and, you know, we all, like, really keep this show close to our heart. You know what I mean? So it's really, really interesting how things can go from, like, a, yeah, sure, I'll put on some boots and swing around a lightsaber for a while to, you know, what it is now. How big a decision was it in the Perales family when the Sabine and Hera roles changed? Like, was that, was that a big family meeting? How was this decided? It was, it was like two things. One, Lizzie was pretty young and she didn't hate, she hated doing the makeup anyway. And then two, like, as the show started airing, we started watching it. We were like, dude, like this doesn't work at all. Like, you know, like (laughs) it actually started before the show came out because as soon as I read A New Dawn, we were like, oh no, this is no good. (laughs) What have we done? But then we sort of, yeah, it took like a while to like get, so like, Pretty much before, like, as soon as we were done with the new Dawn, we were like, 
yeah, I think this is what it's got to be, but it took so long to like switch it out. Like, you know, we have to get like, obviously I'm still not very skilled at sewing or building. Like I can paint a decent piece of armor, but you know, a lot of these skills, like there are people that are really good and they whip out costumes in like a week and a half. That ain't me, dude. And I'm working on four costumes at a time. So like <laughs> it takes me a while and I don't get sleep and I'm stuck in the garage for like a really long time comparing references and trying to sew things and messing up and then like ripping out seams and going back to sew them again and then trying them on people and then it doesn't fit right. And then I just screwed up and now I have to go buy more fabric because I'm just not, you know, I'm a little bit better now, but I'm still not great. It took us a while to get a Hera into, for, for Liz, you know, cause Lizzie was very young back then. So she basically just threw on Liz's outfit and it was fine. You know, if the outfit was a little bit baggy for her, now outfits are just fine, but it's like, you know, now she's grown up and she's just, just Sabine now. But back then she was like littler and we were like, well, let's see if it fits. And it was like, oh, a little bit baggy, you know, just put on your belt to hide that wrinkle or whatever, you know, but she could, Liz couldn't obviously throw on the kids clothes. <laughs> you know, they didn't work <laughs> the way, you know what I mean? So yeah. that was basically, uh, as soon as we finished the book, we knew we had to change. I, I hope Lizzie appreciates that she's in a family where a problem is that she has to grow into a Star Wars costume. <laughs> That's she pretty complains good. a lot. But like <laughs> she gets everything, dude. Like every now like everything that happens, they both go like, Oh man, I want like as soon as you know, Force Awakens, they were like, oh, I have to do Ray. You know. And then Liz gets the Ray costume. And then Lizzie's like, man. But I'm like, dude, you are enough work with your armor. Like, I repaint Sabine so many times, not every season, but every time something else. Like, a lot of times, like, I have to, re I have to touch up the armor a lot. I have to touch, touch, touch up the helmet a lot. And I've repainted, especially back in the beginning. Like, we only were working off so many references. I was basically pulling apart one video and trying to see all angles of the helmet. Then the show comes out, and I see the back of the helmet. I'm like, oh, there's, like, a whole big, you know, there's feathers on the side of it. And this piece is, you know orange and this piece is supposed to be you know that i'm repainting whole things that i thought i was done with yeah so well she's got a lot of work put into her own costume with the touch-ups of the uh the armor lizzie like berates because i was like she goes, oh yeah we're gonna go for season three sabine i'm like oh yeah, what's is it different and i get <laughs> the the iron gate just gets slammed in my face as she mocks I remember that. Friend. Yeah. Oh, she told me to tell you hi and periwinkle, whatever the hell that means. Yeah, well. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. She, she was very, she was like, Steel doesn't even know that the armors are different. I was like, I don't think Steel watches the show as much as we do, to be honest. <laughs> fake, fake fan. Fake fan. <laughs> um, I have watched it. Now, you, as we alluded to before, you went up to uh, Lucasfilm for the premiere. Paint a picture of that, Sal Perales of the RogueRobles.com. All right. This time was a little bit different. Normally what happens is we go up and like, it's a good seven hour drive from here. You know, I got kids and we're packing up us, we're packing up our costumes and we have just about enough time to get to the premiere, get dressed into our thing, like go in there, showtime, and then that's it. And usually we like come right back the next day. You know what I mean? This time, mm -hmm. I tried to plan a little bit better, and we went up, like, like we left at, like, 5 in the morning. So that way I could get there, you know, the earlier afternoon, because I talked to a buddy, and I wanted to do the tour. Because every now and then, I talk to people, and they're like, hey, have you ever, like, 
Trevor up and around, you know, get the tour, get the tour. And I'm always like, great, we're going to a screening on Friday. Can I get a tour Saturday? And they're like, no, you can't. It only happens during the weekdays. (laughs) So I planned better this time. I went early. I got the tour. So I got like a lot of really cool things. And like, you know, they have all the props Uh, from ILM is there. Like it was a really cool, really fun experience. Then on top of that, we get the screening, which was awesome because, you know, rebels in a giant theater with fans like it's it's like you know it's an experience that not you know you would normally only get that for the movies so it's really really cool to enjoy rebels in that way i saw it at um when they showed it at cinema in san diego right the premiere and that that was amazing that was was yeah yeah. i was there i remember that yeah, that's that. That was the year before I, I, I met the squad, and I was standing right next to Randy and Jason for about two hours. So yeah, uh, I think I was. Uh, it was I had just met Jason at WonderCon for the other Rebels thing. Ah, and then, gotcha. like, So when I walked up to the theater, I saw him like first in line, and I was like, "Hey, what's up, dude?" And also, "Oh my gosh, this is the line." <laughs> and then I was like, well, that sucks. So like, hey, man, what's going on? I guess I'm going to head back to the back and get in line, you know. And then he was like, oh, wait, are you on the list? And I was like, I, I mean, they told us we could come, so I think I'm on the list. But like, what, you know, and he's like, oh, no, this is like the overflow line. If you're on the list, just go inside. I was like, oh, cool, thanks. So I went inside. And if it wasn't for him telling me that, I probably would have been at the end of that stupid line. It wouldn't have been the thing that I was on the list for because I didn't know how yeah. it worked, you know. Do you know the weird thing so, is I can remember that conversation. <laughs> and just like going, yeah, like, they're in. How do you get on? And I was just like, how do you get on the list? She didn't look and see that we were dressed list. as the character. <laughs> I don't. He's like, man, you know. get on this. Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> now, um, well, I did a survey the other day, and I, I, I think, like with Star Wars Rebels, I think the number one question from the time we found out who the characters were and correct me if I'm wrong, you're, 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 you're far more into it than I am. <laughs> but the number one question is what happened to the Jedi at the end of the series? Am I, am I right in, in that? Do you disagree? What would, I mean, what would yeah, you that's the number one question that people who watch it have. Yeah, definitely. Like, or yeah, definitely. That's a huge, huge thing to think about. You know, when you're thinking about characters' future, you know, that's one of the big ones. You're like, well, they're Jedi. They just like, yeah, let's just get a beach house on Lothal, dude. I'm tired of being a Jedi. So I read this thing on, um, on Nerdist, and Filoni was sort of hinting that sometimes the best, answers are vague and stuff which i i thought was if, you, if you're doing interviews promoting the show um mm-hmm. like hinting that the answer might be vague at the end is not the best sizzle to get people to watch because no one goes to someone else oh my god i hear the ending is going to be vague and inconclusive i've got to watch i've got to tune in but right. how do you as someone that's so invested in, in the show and, you know, it's a big part of your family. Like, how important is it that the Jedi's fates 
are, are wrapped up by the end of the series. I mean, I don't, I, I, I think it's like, it's something that's definitely divisive because like some people just, they don't dig that. And some people like, like take a, you know, if you want to go with like, uh, what did you call it? Murky at best, you know, something that can be very interpretive. Take yeah, the season yeah. two finale. Some people hate that thing's guts and other people think that it's some of the best Star Wars ever produced. You know what I mean? So it's just like, what do you get from it? And what are you taking from it? Like what, like what in the story makes sense to you? Like for me, Jedi things don't have answers. Like galactic civil wars have an answer. A Death Star gets blown up at the end. There's no questions. But like once you get into Jedi stuff and force stuff, like half the thing Yoda says in the Empire Strikes Back can be taken a million different ways. Same thing with Obi-Wan. Like Jedi don't give straight answers. And so like with their fate or whatever happens, like let's just say it's something to the effect of that, that uh, uh, the season two finale. I think that's going to be the same reaction. A lot of people will be like, oh my gosh, this was the best ever. And then a lot of people will be like, it sucks like they can't even kill people or whatever you know like all of the all of the reactions that that episode so granted but what do you want Sal I I don't want I want a good story whatever gets me there like if people have to die then they die and if people live then they live if the story is good and the story keeps the involved like i'm very invested in the characters i like Kaden. i like ezra i like hera speed you know like the, i'm already invested in the characters like they've mm-hmm. done a lot of work on that and the characters are very very interesting if you get me on characters like whatever happens in the story as long as it's a good story i'm in you know okay like, so so, so far I'm in. And it's like, at the end they it's a really dope story and it makes everybody cry. I'm all for it. If at the end it's murky or they go off in another direction or they go to Lyrison and hang with Zeb's people, if they make that a good story, I'm all for it. You know, where I'm at, like trying to predict it, I can't think of a way to make the story work and them live. Does that make sense? Like, I don't know what oh. the answer is. Uh, oh, Sal. Yeah. I, I'm with you, dude. Like, I want them to die because my imagination can't come up with anything that satisfies me. So if someone's got, and, and they do, there are p- people with professional imagination. And if they can use their professional imagination to come up with something that keeps them alive and satisfies me, I'm interested. But because I don't have that good an imagination, I can't fathom it happening. Yeah, like I'm with you, dude. I can't tell you a way to make, like for instance, like the really big questions are Kanan and Ezra. Like we know Hera and Chopper live and I guess nobody really cares about Deb and you know, everybody assumes Sabine can just walk away, but everybody assumes that the Jedi can't because they're Jedi. So like I yeah, can't but- think of a way either. Yeah, but the reason people care about the Jedi so much is because the math of the Star Wars story is mm-hmm. that there's just the Jedi that we had from, you know, there's, there's Obi-Wan Kenobi Yoda and Luke Skywalker, and Luke Skywalker is the only hope. You know, it's called, 
you know, a new hope and, you know, one had presumed it was, you know, the one and only hope at the same time. But so I think that's why it's such, it's such a crucial thing, just because like no one, like Ben Kenobi didn't tell Luke Skywalker that there was no Zebs. What are those, what are, what's a Zeb called? <laughs> but at the same time, dude, like in universe, like even if they are alive, let's just say there is a, let's just say they live. Even if they are alive, that doesn't make them the new hope. Like it's still Luke and Leia. Like in my interpretation, even if they live, they'll never be the new hope. That's not their destiny. Mm-hmm. Like as far as I see, you know, and I haven't seen anything in the show to make me think that they're going in the direction of making him the next hope or Kanan the next hope or, you know what I mean? Like they're yeah. still outside of this. Like they're part of the rebellion, but they're outside of the like, the new hope plan. Yeah. The Bale, Obi-Wan, little hands in the middle of a circle. They're not in that. Bale knows I, they're around and he's not like, hey, we should call Kanan and Ezra uh, to help your daughter get these plans. No, he calls Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah. Like, I I they had, might not be around, but yeah. I just, I just had the worst train of thought, Sal. I, I, I'm, I'm, you, no one can, tr- like people like try to troll me online and stuff with things that bug me about Star Wars, right? Like, you know, the Ewoks blinking, for instance. Okay. And but no one can troll yourself like yourself. And okay. I was just thinking in my head because I, I was running conversations about rebels and stuff in my head as you're talking. And okay. uh, you know, one of the things is, well, wouldn't someone have said something to Luke in the rebellion about these two other Jedi? Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you must have heard people say that. And then uh, I started imagining that at Comic-Con or something, they announce a comic where in it, someone explains Ezra and Kanan to Luke Skywalker. And I just, I just, I began just sweating, just like, yeah, I, I'm happy with that not actually happening. Um, and I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why. I, I, I definitely think, I definitely think I'm a um, a Star Wars canon snob as far as characters interacting. Right. I I like when things, like, I know a lot of people are like, whoa, why is he going to Tatooine? Like, the universe is too small. Like, no, dude, like, these people all kind of know each other. Like, it makes sense that things pop up in another thing. Like, I want the world to be connected all my life. I've wanted stuff in the books to be in the movies and stuff in the comic books to be in the books. And now that that's finally happening, people are really like, oh, like they shouldn't touch. And I think what most of it is, is obviously there's a large group of people that don't like the Rebels characters, I think is what it is. Like a lot of people seem to have a problem with Ezra. So I think they don't like just that character interacting with characters that are so beloved to them. So I think, I think it doesn't even have to do with Ezra's story. I think it just has to do with these people who are like, oh man, now this guy that I really like talked to this fucking guy that I wish didn't exist. Like, that sucks. Yeah. I, I, I fall into a bit of that, I think. And, and another thing interesting mm-hmm. that Filoni said that might interest you or maybe help your, your mind a little bit. He's talking about, you know, like even remember when the Jedi were uh, like in the prequels, even that the Jedi were at their strongest. 
there was still only like 10,000 Jedi across the galaxy, right? And there was mm-hmm. a real like, oh, nobody could kill a Jedi. And there's only, like, there's even people on Tatooine and all these places have never seen a Jedi or really know about the Jedi. Oh yeah, I think they fought with lightsabers. So Filoni was saying that even now with like the history suppression and Palpatine destroying the Jedi and them being gone for like basically 20 years, a lot of people don't really know what Jedi are. Now, obviously there are some like Bale knows what a Jedi, like people that met them, Bale, Saw, Rex, like they know what Jedi are, but like the people that Luke was working with in, uh, yeah, think about Luke walking around Tatooine with a, a lightsaber on his belt. And, you know, the whole time of Empire Strikes Back, he's got a lightsaber. Like nobody's like, oh my gosh, is that a lightsaber? Are you a Jedi? Like, cause nobody really knows what it is. It's just, okay, he's got another thing. He's got another kind of tool on his belt. You know, so a lot of people, unless they were like fighting and saw the things that Ezra and Kanan did, or Luke for that matter, like they don't know what that means. It's not like everybody's like, oh, you must be a Jedi like those other two dudes. Like I said, maybe Saw Guerrero or maybe somebody who just happened to be in a battle with both of them, like somebody who saw Kanan cut down an AT-AT might be like, hey, this guy cut down an AT-AT too, but he threw a bomb inside. You know, you threw a bomb inside. You guys are both pretty cool. And then they can debate if it's actually called an AT-AT. Yeah. Maybe you should talk to each other. You guys seem to <laughs> now, answer me this one, Sal. You know what's going on. Is, is Ezra ever going to talk about meeting Obi-Wan Kenobi to anyone or what? I don't think so, man. I think he, I think that was, I think that was a big part of his like, you know, his 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 moving along and accepting responsibility. Like, but he met Obi Wan Kenobi. You got to tell someone, don't you? Don't you have to tell your Jedi master that you met one of the greatest Jedi's of all time? I don't think so. Even when your Jedi master has that dude's like holocron, you're gonna be like, dude, I took, I could have took it. I could have got a sign for you. Like <laughs> me. I think Chopper would tell everybody. I don't think Ezra would say shit. I think Chopper would be like, then this old dude helped us. Then he fought and killed Darth Maul with a blue lightsaber. He looked just like an older version of the dude, of the dude in your holocron. Like, I think Chopper is like the issue here. Not necessarily Ezra. I think Ezra would keep that secret. And it was a personal journey, like for him. He even tried to not take anybody with him. Just, you know. The, um, well, we won't go, we won't go into how, Chopper got into that A-wing. That was very, uh, that was very creepy. I think he teleported into that bad boy. Um, you know they got two-seater A-wings now, right? Sorry, I said you know they got two-seater oh. A-wings. Oh yeah, yeah, same. It, it, you, yeah. Watch, you watch it. You watch the episode. There's no way Chopper could have gotten in the A-wing. I, I've broken this one down, Sal. That, that's <laughs> that, that, that. That is. You just have that. That like the way out of that one is. It's a cartoon. That's. That's that one. I've, I've come to terms with this. <laughs> um, so I did this survey on, on Twitter. I'm getting into these Twitter surveys, Sal. They're very interesting. And I want to know, know what you would answer, right? So the question is, I think by the end of Star Wars Rebels, Ezra and Kanan should, right? So you say what you should happen what you think should happen and then what you think will happen. So you could say you think they should die and they will die. They should die, but I think they'll actually live. You think they should live and they will live, or you think they should live, but they will die. You don't get to, you don't get to express your feelings. You just get to pick one of them. Without comment. 
No, <laughs> why is there no comment? That's whack. First of all, I think there's a different answer for each of them, just in my own personal, like, what I think is going to happen. Oh, Sal, you're killing me. You either have to think they're going to die or live and then think whether that's going to happen or not. That's it. Well, that's what I'm saying. But there's two of them. What if I think one of them is going to die and one of them is going to live? <laughs> Dude, I, when are you getting into politics? The way you talk around this stuff is amazing. <laughs> I think Kanan, I think they both, like, if you're going to, like, really adhere to letters of the law and things like that, I think they both should die. Because then you have the people that are like, oh, like, were they just off screen? Argument that keeps coming up. I don't think that's a good right. argument for why they should die. But I just there's, think there's, like... There's, there's no need to do a negative voice for a person. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There was a differing opinion, Sal. So let's say they should die for the sake of this argument. But I think one might live. Like, I think Kanan will die. So the answer for Kanan is should die, will die. And the answer for Ezra is probably should die and will live. But I can't think of a way to make that happen. That makes a really cool story. You know, unless he's like, I'm Lothal's personal Jedi secret protector. Nobody will ever (laughs) talk about me. And I will just hang out on Lothal, just Jedi everybody that comes here. Now, I I just want, I want to ask you, I want to ask you a vague question. Have have you read the book Thrawn? Yeah. Okay. So, there's a, I'm, I'm just going to ask this as vague as possible. So people, okay. they'll either know what I'm talking about or they've got no idea if they haven't read the book. There is a character <laughs> that I didn't realize was from Rebels until like a, a fair way into the book. Did you know like a they main were? Oh, you know, a, they're in Rebels. Did you know that they were yeah. in Rebels the whole yeah. time? As soon as they said the name, I was like, oh my gosh. Ah, oh, really? See, yeah, I, like, I guess because yeah. I'm, I, I didn't know the names as well. It was like, right. you know, three, uh, two thirds of the way through, I was like, oh, and I, I was right, pleasantly right. surprised, very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, and I, and and I'm actually that 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 thrown book has gotten me very um, excited to see those characters again in in Rebels. So that's some that's some right. good cross media. Synergy at work. Now, Solo, Sal, what are you thinking? What what do you think about this title? I think I heard the title and I was about to be like, called it. And I went on Twitter and you said, everybody stop saying you called it because we all called it. And I was like, (laughs) yes, because you're I wanted to be episode like 150 of now this is podcasting. I totally called it. It's not very difficult to call. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I love, I, I tweeted this out the other day, how I found out that it was called Solo with a direct message from a listener saying, 
they're actually calling it solo. And I was just like, woke up and read that and was just like, wow. That's funny. That is funny. But hey, we're going to go to some calls and see what you guys want to talk about. The first 50 minutes or so will be on demand for everyone. But if you are listening live or you are a Steel Wars Patreon member, you'll get the full 90-minute experience. So, yeah, if you're listening live, you'll be fine. And um, on Steel Wars this week, on the Patreon feed, we've got two new Q&As up that uh, add to about an hour in length, questions from the Patreon community, and also a new Making Steel Wars with Jason Ward and me talking about the solo name, Rebels, and uh, trying to put together the order of the uh, Last Jedi trailer clips, what goes on where, and uh, a slightly, slightly less upbeat discussion about Star Wars Rebels than what Sal is providing me with here. Um, and I'm sure Sal is not shocked by this revelation. Yeah, I know. No surprise. Wait till tonight. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to deny it, actually. Um, and our Steel Wars episode uh, this week is live from LA Podfest, which is uh, a really cool event that features the Dolph and Mark Marin and my favourite murderer. And uh, we did a live episode there with Gareth Reynolds from the Dollop, Jenny Jaffe and Jason Ward. And it is really, really funny. So check that out. I am going to go, we normally hit the patrons, but there's a number here I don't know, and they've been on hold the longest, and they might be calling from Australia. 407, who are you and where you're calling from? Hello. Jacob, is that you, buddy? Yes, it is. (laughs) It is Sydney's finest Star Wars fan, Jacob. What's on your mind on this Saturday afternoon in Sydney, Australia. Oh. Well, I've been meaning to call in about the new Jedi, last Jedi trailer. Oh, we, we have actually missed your calls. I, I, was, I think I had a go at your dad this week asking uh, where you're at. So what, what, what are your thoughts on the yes. trailer, man? Well, it was really cool. There was a lot of instant connections, you know, when Kylo and Bash's lightsaber against the wall, you know, that's how it breaks and all that. That was, oh, the helmet? was really cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was, um, it's weird that in between the, the teaser, like the teaser posed the question of like, how did the helmet get smashed? And then the trailer answers it. It's, uh, yeah. It's a nice little puzzle filler. <laughs> it's giving and you a little bit of Star Wars mystery without a movie. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what did you make of the, the last, like, sort of, Seen whether you know that's what happens or not, where it, it appears that Ray is asking Kylo for help, and it's, he puts out his hand. What did you make of that? Well, I thought it was really cool, but then a lot of people started saying, you know, it's not the same scene, which is believable. I mean, it is there. There is supposed to be a lot of misdirection, but I mean, I looked closely into the reflection of Kylo's eyes. It does look like a ship or something. I'm not 100 percent sure. Wow, you were going deep to check out eyeball reflections. You would, um, yeah, you're getting old Jason Ward on us here. Uh, what was your favorite? What was your favorite shot in the in the trailer, mate? 
Probably when Kylo Ren was doing barrel rolls in his new TIE fighter. That looked oh, really cool. nice. Flying yeah, like I'm, old granddad. Silence. Yeah, yeah I, I'm looking forward to just just some loose space battle. Just just letting the, the special effects do what they need to do. I'm very excited for that. Um, yeah, but it would also be nice to see that Kylo Ren isn't an expert pilot because, you know, Anakin and Luke and Anakin as Darth Vader was. But if Kylo Ren wasn't that good of a pilot, but he just knew how to fly, that would be pretty interesting. Cool. But it's also like you not be an awesome pilot when your granddad was Anakin and your pops is on. <laughs> yeah, you'd be bombs. No wonder he's so grumpy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Are you uh, are you checking out Star Wars Rebels, Jacob? Well, I was, but since I can't like watch TV at the right times for all the new releases, I haven't really been keeping up to date with everything. But I have seen videos on YouTube of all the good parts of it. I've seen the trailers yeah. for season four and three. Yeah. And. and- and what do you think about the, the big question in Star Wars Rebels? Do you think the uh, Kanan and Ezra uh, are going to survive or do you think their time is up? What, what are you making of all this? I don't know. Ezra seems pretty powerful and he might survive, but I think Kanan will probably die. Ooh, you're in the uh, the cell camp. Yeah, yeah, something I mean, like a sacrifice sort of thing. Anything else? Anything else you want to talk about, my man? Yeah, in the last Jedi trailer, the book from the teaser and the trailer that looked a bit burnt on the bottom. I think you know how in the trailer Luke Luke's hand bursts up from the wood. Mm-hmm. I think he went mm-hmm. to retrieve that book of the um, Jedi with the Jedi mm. symbol on it. What do you reckon's in the book, Jacob? Probably some Jedi teachings, maybe some untold history of the Jedi, something that no one else really knows. Mm. I want to know what's in that book. Desperately. Yeah. You guys know a lot of the stuff that's come out, like concerning Luke, basically, you know, like any of the comics or anything like that, uh, you know, like in between, like about right now, a lot of the comics are in between... Uh, uh, New Hope and Empire. But, like, with Shattered Empire and a few other stories, like, you get little tidbits of uh, what Luke is looking for. Have you been reading any of the comics or anything like that? I haven't been reading the comics. I've just been watching videos on YouTube of people explaining a few of the comics, but I haven't really been um, reading them there. Yeah. All right. Yeah, just curious, because a lot of the stuff is, like, Luke seems to be seeking Jedi knowledge. Like, with Obi-Wan gone, that's basically his whole, MO, his whole MO, you know what I mean? Like, he's, like, doing rebel stuff also, but he's also like, hey, there's a Jedi temple here on... I can't remember the planet that Vader down takes place on, but he was, like, he was there looking for Jedi things. And then, you know, in, in Shattered Empire, he goes and he grabs a, a tree piece. And, you know, so there's a whole lot of him searching for more for more lore, for more knowledge, for more learning besides just having Obi-Wan's journal, you know? Yeah. I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, you know, maybe it's a part to that. To me, that means that book 
something that he picked up along the way, or is that book something that he found at the first Jedi Temple? Well, it could be something that was there. He not he's not really like supposed to go in there. He doesn't really want to look at it, but since it's burnt down, he's making a last effort to retrieve it, or he has read it and just doesn't want to let it um, go to waste because it's right. so it's sacred. Before he got to Achto. Yeah. Interesting. Something, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. All right, Jacob. It is uh, so good to hear from you, my man, and uh, really appreciate you calling in. Yeah, no problem. See you, mate. Um, See you. Take it easy. All righty. Let's go to Patreon Content Club member Kyle Delaney. Where are you calling from, Kyle? Hey guys, I'm calling from Toronto, Toronto, Canada. Nice. I'm actually going How's to Vancouver going? next week, so uh, to just to work out some passporty stuff. So all the time zones, buddy. I'm, I'm I'm feeling Canadian. I'm feeling Canadian. Nice. Uh, what's nice. what's yeah. on your mind tonight, Kyle? Well, I just want to say first of all that I'm like a huge huge fan of you guys. I mean, you guys make my drive to work, my day at work, my walk in the dog. All that stuff, so much more enjoyable when I download all the stuff you guys do, and I, I really appreciate all the, the time and effort you guys put into uh, the content that you provide us. Cheers, man. Thanks so much. Sweet, sweet, dude. Yeah, no problem. So be, being a Patreon for for this is, is, is nothing, man, because you guys, you guys give us so much. So, again, thanks. Sometimes Sal's microphone goes a little bit Kanye West with the... the gets, okay, I was wondering what that was. Yeah. Oh, is that what that happened to me? Yeah, you really are. You've got the the, auto, auto, the the tunes on or whatever that... Is it called? Auto-tune? Whatever? God, I'm, I just got old all of a sudden. Uh, Kyle, save me. What's on your mind, buddy? Okay, so yeah, I just wanted to talk about, um, I guess, the trailer and probably all the dialogue that happened in the trailer, I really feel that it was directed at Ray. Almost everything that was was spoken of by Snoke or by Luke, I still think it's Ray. I, I think it's almost a little bit of that uh, fire starter type theory. Or I know if you've watched Ryan Johnson's Looper, but his that movie was basically about a kid that was way too powerful and you know, was almost dangerously powerful. And I have a feeling that's going to be her backstory. Yeah. I haven't seen Looper. So I'm always like, I'm really, really bad at Star Wars, like homework. You know, when they're like, Ryan Johnson is writing and Gary Whitta wrote or whatever it is. And they're like, he did this movie and this movie and this movie. And Gareth Edwards did this movie. And I'm like, well, I should go watch those things. So I know what I'm in for. And I, I never do. So I haven't seen Looper, but I'm with you in the like, I think everybody's talking to Ray Camp. I actually just recently watched a Looper. I, I, I really enjoy it. But I post up this theory today, Kyle, about um, that line that Snoke says, when I found you, I saw raw, untamed power, and beyond that, something truly special. Well, I think when you see the film, it's going to be Snoke saying that in front of a mirror to himself <laughs> with his robe half open. Well, see, I, I just don't think he could be talking about Kylo because he wouldn't say he found Kylo. He would be, I, when I met Kylo. I don't know, dude. I think he could still, like, I, I think, especially with 
I mean, obviously they're not Jedi, but with the Force things, you know, maybe the Force drew him to where he met Kylo, or you know, like the wording they use. It's always very, very wise sounding, and you don't just say, "Hey, dude, I met Yoda." Like, oh, I found the Jedi Master, or this yeah. one a long time. Like, so I think I think you can get away with it being Kylo. Yeah, I sort of took it that if it was Kylo, it would be sort of like, you know, like like a manager that finds a musician or an actor or something and is like, you know, when I found you, because it's him that like put that person in that position. So he... Right, it's like him training and that he, kind of thing. Yeah, but also him sort of prickishly asserting himself that without, you know, Snoke or, or the manager... Yeah. That that the, the the artist or the the dark Jedi, whatever, whatever the case, you know, would be nothing without them finding. Like it wasn't that they had talent; it was that they that this person found them, sort of thing. So I I, I don't think him him saying that, like that by itself rules out that it's going to be Kylo. But I think if it if Snoke is talking to Ray. That's fascinating because to me, I take it that they've met before. For Do you sure. think he can? Yes, it'd be hard for him to say when I found you, like if they're just meeting for the first time now, because she's you know she's pretty established, isn't she? Right. She's got a name well, for herself. Yeah, it, that would yeah, be really sure. cool if into the backstory somehow like that. But I also think they could still like the whole first movie was like. There's been an awakening. Have you felt it? So that to me says like, what the hell was Snoke doing that whole time? You know what I mean? Like, was he, maybe he was looking for her. Maybe he did find her, not re or she came to circular base, but maybe, you know, like in the book, they had that whole semi interaction. Maybe that was mm-hmm. when he found her or maybe the awakening when he started looking for her. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I think there's other answers that may not mean he dumped her on Jakku or, yeah, the back through their backstory might entail. Yeah, I, I I get where you're coming from. So he could have found her when she, he just felt the awakening. That was him just yeah. like, you know, putting his force, you know, putting his vibe out into the universe, and he found her that way, and he felt the awakening. So yeah, that that would um, from a certain point of view, you guys, you know, yeah. it can it can go yeah, either way. Words like that. Yeah, yeah. Never simple with Star Wars. Awesome. <laughs> and, um, did you check out the Star Wars Rebels opening, Kyle? I did. I did. I did check it out. You know, I'm, and I'm, I'm glad Sal's here because Sal always, you know, levels things off, right? He always brings a level head to the discussion. And um, again, I'm just, I'm, I like the Rebels. I'm just, I just don't understand how they could write Ezra so bad. Like, why is the writing got to be so over the top? bad for Ezra when he could, they could have made him such a cool character. I think, I think it's come a long way, but I also think like, <laughs> fun. like, you know what I mean? Like for me, when we were there watching him flip around in a jetpack, I was laughing. My kids were laughing. Like that was pretty cool. But I think also that he was able to like come and help her talk about like the dark saber and the history and all that. Like, yeah, you know, their side of the mission that was like pretty cool too and like meeting the father like Ezra kind of had a obviously the story was very 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 Sabine centric but he was a good kind of like level 
side character. Like this wasn't the show about Ezra, you know, like this wasn't where Ezra grew or did anything great. This was Sabine's little arc, I guess you could call it. If we're going back to the uh, Clone Wars terminology. You I know, know but so I, I could think... just deal with, I could just deal without the comedy parts. Like I don't want Jar Jar reincarnated in. Yeah. I mean, Rebels. I guess that didn't like Jar Jar. So I guess, you know, some yeah. people just don't. I mean, how I, I cool, think... how cool, literally how cool would Jar Jar have been if they played him as a straight real character, almost like a Chewbacca style. Would have been a different movie. Chewbacca. Why do I want another Chewbacca? Like, there's, I'm not. I was never a huge, huge Jar Jar fan at all, but I really dug that last Clone Wars arc with Jar Jar and Mace Windu. I thought that was fantastic and a huge episode for Jar Jar because every time Jar Jar shows up, he basically like fumbles his way to victory. Like he keeps falling over until everybody's dead, and then he wins. So it's like it's 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 weird and funny and, and you know he's making faces the whole time but like the mace windu episode where he like actually like he's talking to people he's trying to like figure things out and he, you know he's helping mace windu in a weird way even though he's still falling over things and winning i thought that was a really really cool episode that brought it all home and then mace windu has the line where he's like i think i'm finally trying to under i think i'm finally beginning to understand you jar jar like so yeah. i thought that was like, a really cool jar jar moment well that was like my moment i guess yeah I, I think that is that's his finest hour or half hour or 23 minutes but that's yeah. like I, I think the phantom menace would have been a, a far more across the board more you know less criticized film if that jar jar was in the phantom menace it was just it was just a bit tapered back and a lot so i definitely agree it would have been less criticized but I think, like, the whole idea of this, like, guy that doesn't fit in, that ends up being the bridge to help unite his people with the, you know, help unite his planet, I guess, is really, really important and touching. And I thought that was, like, really, really good. And I don't think, I don't think scaling Jar Jar back to, like, less annoying would help sell that. Because, like, the idea there is, like, everybody has a use, even though you don't see it. You know what I mean? Like, the yeah, guy that you I make... He's actually not a bad guy. You just don't like him because he's annoying. You know, yeah. like, and that's kind of good, I guess. I, I I disagree on that, but um, <laughs> you know, we can we can we can agree to agree that I'm a little bit righter than you. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> the I I think Sal, when you're saying that. You know, people don't like because Ezra like sort of Jar Jar out because people don't like Ez, people don't like Jar Jar. So of course you're not going to mm-hmm. like it when he's like Jar Jar. But I, I think for me, like the the, the like the position of, of Jedi or, or Padawan, whatever, it's it's you hold it up in such high regard that hijinks like it conflicts with how I don't know, like refined or. Yeah. Like a Jedi, like, would be. Yeah. I think, like, Ezra's not a normal Jedi. Like, if this was happening back in, you know, the Jedi's heyday, probably wouldn't be happening. He'd be trained from, you know, like, they wouldn't be him messing up. He would know how to use a jetpack, or he would, you know, but this is, you know, he's not, he's not a Jedi that we know. He's like a street rat that had some powers, and now he's getting a little bit of training, and now he's joining the fight, and everything's, like, moving at this real breakneck speed, and so he's, 
got some skill, but he has some powers and he can do some cool things, but also he can screw up. And I think it's not the, like, it's not that he's like Jar Jar. It's that he has those same, like, it's that the story it's that he has those same, sometimes he does the same, like this episode, slapstick comedy. People don't like that in Star Wars. So like, right. That's where people are like, Oh, that's like Jar Jar. You know, Jar Jar never had a jetpack and was slipping around, but you know, Jar Jar was falling around and it's the same kind of physical slapstick comedy. That yeah, but like, it's, eh. it's, it's not the jetpack. It's the slapstick that, you know, that, that people are finding the thing of. And, and I get, that's what I mean. Like, like Jedi Knight and slapstick comedy, like to me, like, I, I, don't, I don't want them that close to each other, if you know what I mean. But uh, Kyle, before you go, Ezra and Kanan, in, if you were voting in my um, very scientific quiz, do you think they should die, and what do you think will happen? I think they should die, but I think they will be very vague, and they will just go away. <laughs> Unfortunately. All right. If it wasn't a question mark, if it was yeah. like the other, what do you think it's going to be? Um, I think... You know, actually, probably one of them will die, and then the other one will probably, maybe Ezra will go back to Lethal, or he'll end up joining Saw's crew, or he'll just give up the the Jedi Order, or vice versa. Ezra dies, although I don't think they'll kill off a kid, technically a kid, on the Disney show, and that, and then um, Kanan will die. That's what I thought. Well, I don't know about the, uh, yeah. Not looking good for Kanan. <laughs> if no. our listenership is anything. But um, Kyle, thanks so much for calling, man. And, and thanks for your kind words and your support. They mean the world to us. So uh, have a great weekend, my man. Great. Thanks a lot, guys. Take it easy. Sure. Thanks, buddy. Now, we are going to head to the bonus section for live listeners and those on Patreon. And we've got... Some regular callers up to bat. I see King Tom. I see the infamous Robbo ready to go. So uh, we'll, be, we'll be tackling. And I don't know, Robbo versus Sal. I, if Robbo's got a, uh, a Star Wars Rebels critique, it, whew, things could be lit. <laughs> That's, I'm very concerned. We're, we're all worried about Ward versus Perales tonight, but... Robbo versus Perales today could be the yeah. uh, the hot is going to be Randy because tonight it's not going to be Ward versus Perales. It's going to be Ward plus Steel plus Randy versus Perales. Oh, buddy, I've got you back, sort of. <laughs> when we go to the bonus section, I, 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 this is what I want to ask you about and have a have a discussion about is if. Like you say that it's going to, I think if people say if the ending's going to be vague, like they kind of live. Doesn't that mean they live? Let's, 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 we'll save it for the bonus section. But uh, Sal, let the uh, good people know where they can find you on the internet. I am Sal. I make music on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, a lot of pictures of my family's costumes and us doing Star Wars things. And then, um, I also podcast every week, pretty much, with Now This Is Podcasting over at the MakingStarWars.net uh, MSW Podcast Network. And I also have a little website called TheRogueRebels.com. And I put things about like how we build costumes, little things that we get to go to, 
events for uh, the costuming group, the fan club that I'm in. So I'm all over the place, man. Nice. And you can also find there a link to your daughter's podcast, The Star Wars Geek Girl, which I've uh, appeared on and and you're regularly sticking your head in on. So uh, check that out. If you want to hear the the bonus section, we've got all these calls to go, a bit more conversation. Plus, uh, we had three other Patreon bonus shows just this week. It's just $3 and you get a direct feed to your podcast app that you're using now. And all the all the hundreds of back episodes are at your fingertips. And treat your fingertips, I guess. Give them the access. Stop gatekeeping your fingertips away from my sweet, sweet content. $3. There you go. <laughs> uh, thanks so much, Sal. Let's hit that bonus show. And hey, that's <laughs> So, Sal, this is the question I posed. If, right. if it's a vague ending, like, like, like Ahsoka, she had a vague ending. To me, that means she lives in some form. She's coming back. Because why else would you make it vague? Okay. What, what's your reaction to that? Like my reaction to if Rebels ends that way for these two characters? No, I mean my my reading of if it's vague they win okay i mean hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part they're all about safe ethical and responsible manufacturing Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 